1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. We start this Saturday morning with the numbers. What can you tell us? Well, the numbers came out for uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board, and what we're seeing is that sales are down. Sales are down almost 40% at 38.8%. And, you know, that's a combination of people sitting on the sidelines. It's a combination of being compared to the busiest May in Toronto Real Estate Board history last year. And it's also uh, it also has to do with the rising interest rates, which has people sitting on the sidelines a bit. So where do you think we go from here? What happens next? Because again, traditionally around this time of year, it does get busier for you, doesn't it? It does. And you know what? Over the last couple of weeks, Tina, we're starting to see the buyer sentiment change where they are looking to get back out there. They're tired of waiting. If interest rates are going to continue to climb, they want to get in before the rates go up even more. And what we're not seeing is we're not seeing that crazy price decline that is being rumored uh, prices are still up for the year uh, and and right now even if you look at may over may prices were up 9.4 percent but let's just go back let's go back to january of 2022 so january 1st 2022 we started the year with an average price point of one million ninety five thousand three hundred thirty nine dollars year to date so from January 1st until May 31st, if you look at where we are, we're at $1,274,889. So we are up, you know, just about $200,000 in average price point in 2022. And that tells a lot. That's a lot of buying power that's being eroded with people sitting on the sidelines. And what's happening here specifically in York Region? York Region, we're starting to see uh, a bit of a decline in average price, but we're also selling more condos in York Region. So Markham, Richmond Hill, Vaughan, we're starting to see a lot of condos move, and that contributes to the average price declining. But when you look at average price right across the region, there's not one area that's under a million dollars. You know, Aurora, 1.562. East Willenberry, 1.541, which is crazy. Georgina, a million sixty-seven. That's the most affordable place in York Region right now. King, as always, you know, larger executive estate style homes, two point five million dollars. Newmarket, you're pushing one point five million dollars. Uh, sorry, uh, Markham is pushing one point five million dollars. Newmarket's at about one point three. Richmond Hill, just over one point five. Vaughan, just over one point five, and even Stouffville, just under $1.6 million. And that's the average price for me. And you said you're selling more condos around this time. Uh, Is that because it's just easier, more affordable, and I'm using air quotes here, to get into the market with a condo? It is. And also, we've seen the return of the condo market in Toronto. As you remember, over the pandemic, people were leaving condos for larger properties up north and in the suburbs 
now there's that mass return to the condo market. Universities are back. So people are flocking back to the core, and, and that's what they're buying because that's what there is available there. Condo sales are up to almost 30% of the mix right now. And that was down. That was down to about 20%. So just that stat alone, if condos have gone up about 10% in the mix, that's going to show that average price is declining. It doesn't mean that the detached prices are declining as much as the average price shows, but it does show that with condos taking up a bigger share, you're going to start to see the average price decline because the average price of a condo right now is $786,000. The average price of a detached home is one point, almost $1.7 million. So mm-hmm. when you have more condos selling at the lower average price, you're going to start to see the total average price decrease. You've also spoken a great deal about the issue with inventory. Is that still a problem? It still is. And, you know, I mean, we're, we've been talking about this for a long, long time. Mm. New listings, they were, although they were up, they were only up 0.5%. So if we're selling, you know, if we're selling 7,000, 7,500 homes and we have 18,000 homes for sale, you still have under three months of inventory. And until we get to the four to six months of inventory, there's, there's not going to be any relief for pricing because the pricing is dependent. It's, it's supply and demand. So unless we have supply, the demand is still going to outweigh what we have. And what can you tell us about specifically what's happening in your office and with your clients? We're starting to see a lot more appointments being booked. Uh, there was a bit of a pause. It was quieter, but our phones are ringing. The the appointments are going nuts. And there are a lot of sales. And in terms of sale prices, we're not seeing a lot of under-asking sale prices. Even though uh, the prices are at market value right now, no one's doing the price low and weight game, or, or not many are doing that. But you know, you're starting to see buyers get back out there and you're not getting the 10, 20, 30 offers, but you're getting three or four offers. And if the house shows well, if it's priced properly, you're still going to be able to get good value for it. So what's your message for buyers and sellers as we head into summer? Well, you know, it's, it's, um, it's usually a great time for buyers or a great time for sellers. But at this time with the low inventory, this really still remains a great time for sellers. But at the same time, with the buyer sentiment that's out there and people waiting on the sidelines and waiting to see if the other shoe drops, you've got a great window for buyers because although you may be competing for that property, you'll only be competing with a couple of people. And this is a really good window to get out there and get a deal. And what about those who are still concerned about a possible interest rate hike or two down the line? It could come. And I mean, it most definitely will come. Will it be a quarter point again? Will it be half a point? That is to be determined. However, if you think back, and and we've talked about this on a a couple of shows previously, we had three 0.5% interest rate drops in March of 2020. So the pre-pandemic rate dropped by 1.5%. The post-pandemic rate, if you want to call it now, has increased. There's been three increases for a total of 1.25%. So we are still lower than we were in March of 2020, early March of 2020, prior to the 
three rate drops that month. So this is still, uh, you know, very affordable interest rates. We used to call those interest rates in, say, February of 2020 or January of 2020, the lowest rates around. And we're, we're heading back to the same level. So although the rate is increasing, uh, you know, based on where we were during the COVID pandemic, we are still lower than what we were before COVID. So even with a, a 0.25% hike next time, which will bring us par with pre-COVID rates, or a 0.5% hike, which would take us a quarter point above the pre-COVID rates, rates are still very affordable. All right. So it's still worth investing in real estate, it sounds like. Well, after the break, we're going to talk about the best places to invest in real estate across the country. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and of course, our real estate expert is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, you have today's guest. I do, Tina. Joining us for On the Market is Justin Dallaire, MoneySense.ca Associate Editor of Real Estate. Justin, welcome to the show. Hi, Asif. Hi, Tina. Thanks for having me. Justin, there's a lot of talk uh, about the hottest real estate markets in the country, and surprisingly, Vancouver and Toronto are not in those. In fact, your study showed that Toronto and Vancouver were ranked as the worst places in Canada when it comes to making a purchase. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, of course. So um, for people to understand how that came to be, it helps to know a little bit more about the methodology of, of the study that we did. Um, and so we worked with Zucasa Realty on finding um, the best value real estate markets in the country. And so what that means is we looked at both the benchmark price uh, of, a, of, a, of a home at the end of uh, December 2021, compared that to the regional or national average. And then we also took um, the one-year, three-year, and five-year price growth trends into account. And so from all that, we gave all the markets a value score. And yes, as, as you commented uh, Toronto and Vancouver were at the bottom, and what, what's uh, what's maybe not surprising about that is that in those markets, you're going to be paying more for for a house, and uh, they haven't seen necessarily those markets haven't seen necessarily the same amount of growth um, that we've seen in other markets, especially over the short term. So, Justin, where were the best places to make a purchase? Could you possibly share the top three? Sure. So, the number one spot on the ranking this year was uh, was Greater Moncton. And um, and what we've seen is that there is a lot of people moving from places like Ontario to New Brunswick, or there had been at least over the course of the pandemic, um, and that of course drove up uh, prices. So people were moving there in search of affordability, uh, maybe a little bit more square footage for for the amount that they were willing to pay. And uh, so uh, even though the prices in Moncton remained well below the national average, they've really increased quite remarkably over the short term. And so that was the number one uh, number one city. Um, and then we have North Bay in in Ontario. Again, a similar situation where uh, the houses there are quite affordable. Um, looking at uh, looking at Ontario as a whole, and so with people being able to work uh, remotely a little bit more, um, people moving further from the city cores, we found that that North Bay again great place to buy if you're looking for value and and long term growth potential. 
Uh, and then finally, in, in the number three spot, we had Quinty West and Hastings County. There, it's again, it's a very similar situation. You'll probably hear that same kind of uh, story told and again and again with terms of people moving a little bit further away from from where they might traditionally um, stay in terms of, uh, you know, staying close to the city cores for work and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, those, those were the top three, uh, top three cities on our list. And speaking of moving away, there's uh, a lot of people that believe that, you know, when they retire, they want to move to Victoria or Fraser Valley out in BC. But again, these two places were ranked as, you know, not the best places to be purchasing a property. So that whole dream of selling your home in Toronto and maybe moving out to Victoria, has that gone out the window? Yeah, you know, it, it does raise some interesting questions because when you consider the the changes that happened, at least over the pandemic, understandably the market is kind of shifting again um, more more recently, but especially what happened over the course of the pandemic, there was a lot of these markets that saw exponential price growth. It was really just remarkable how quickly they grew. And so that does kind of raise some questions around what people are going to be doing over the long term. Does it put your, your retirement um, plans into question if, if you know, you're, you're planning on doing that before? Um, I don't know if I have a very great answer for you, but I think, but I think for a lot of people, there will be some questions there around uh, how this impacts their, their long-term plans. Um, the other aspect of it is the return to the office. And I think that, you know, those plans haven't been entirely ironed out. It's not entirely clear yet what's going to happen uh, in terms of people returning to work in the office full time. And what's that's going to have an interesting impact on, on the housing market, I think, over the rest of this year and even into next year. Do you think the rankings help with investment opportunities or could our listeners actually consider making a big move, you know, to Moncton or to North Bay? Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's both. I think when you're looking at it uh, from a value perspective, as we did um, again working with uh, with Zucasa, I think it really comes down to helping both people like first time home buyers who may be having a difficult time getting their their foot in the market uh, in a place like Toronto. Suddenly, there's opportunities uh, for them in places like Moncton. Um, so I think that it's definitely relevant to them. And then, of course, real estate investors who are looking uh, for, for their next property who are looking to make a great investment. Um, it applies just as well to them. I think you're going to find real, you know, real estate prices that are a little bit lower than maybe the average or, or at least, you know, you're paying a high price, but for a good property of a good value. And, um, and so I think, it, I think it helps, um, the intended goal is to really help both sets of sets of, uh, buyers. And, and you made a great point, the return to the office and there's a lot of people that moved out to the coast while they were allowed to work from home or had to work from home. Do you see a return to the big cities now that people are heading back to the office? Do you, do you see the people that moved out to the coast maybe moving back inland? You know, I think <laughs> I think uh, what I've seen anecdotally is you know, people on social media and things like that. You're starting to hear stories of a little bit of buyer's regret. In some cases, people who said, um, you know, they, they moved... Uh, you know, Audis, for example, without necessarily uh, worrying themselves too much about the long-term future or what that eventual return to the office would look like. Um, and so there are definitely some stories. It's hard to say with, you know, I don't have um, uh, our survey, for example, or our study didn't necessarily get into those uh, kind of details, but it does, you, you do expect to hear some of that happening. Um, I know for me, you know, I live in Hamilton. Uh, a lot of the people, a lot of my neighbors, a lot of people that I meet, travel back to Toronto. Um, and for a lot of 
a lot of us who moved further from the, from the city to buy real estate um, are suddenly now facing greater commutes or sorry, greater traffic on the road back into the city. Um, it's already a noticeable uptick sort of in traffic. And I think that type of uh, scenario is going to put pressure on people. It's really going to cause them to, to reconsider uh, maybe, you know, where they've, where they've purchased and what they're going to do about work and things like that. You're going to see a lot of people questioning those plans. Is there anything that surprised you? You know, it's surprising, maybe not so much, but I think what it really reinforced was the fact that a lot of the secondary markets, as we would traditionally think of them, are the ones that have seen the biggest price growth. Um, And again, I think that goes back to just the trends we were seeing through the pandemic, people wanting more space, people being able to work a little bit further from from their offices. And so um, if you look at the, you know, the top three, the top five cities on our list, they're all sort of uh, smaller secondary markets. And, I, and for me, that really drives home the point that, um, you know, at, over the course of the last couple of years, we've really seen the market shift and, and it really has benefited a lot of uh, at least sellers um, and people, homeowners in some of these secondary markets. And, you know, one of the interesting stats that I saw was Burlington and the growth over the last three years being about 67% in terms of price appreciation. That was always regarded as an affordable market that people could move to rather than Mississauga or Oakville or, uh, you know, Milton. But what does this do in terms of affordability when, when you see a market, a secondary market, as you called it, having price appreciation such as Burlington? Yeah, um, it's, it's a good point. I mean, it does, um, it does, you know, it impacts affordability, especially for locals. Um, you know, so people who say have lived in Burlington their entire lives had always had, you know, hopes of buying their own home in Burlington. Um, it has certainly made it more difficult for a lot of first time buyers or, uh, you know, a lot of younger buyers who want to try and get in the market, um, to see the prices go up the way they have, uh, in recent years or over the last year. Um, it really is kind of shocking. And I think for them, it, it does make it more difficult. Now, of course, like with the recent Bank of Canada interest rate hikes and the, and the market starting to shift and prices starting to come down, at least on a month-to-month basis, I think that will, once again, you know, maybe someday um, make things a little bit more affordable for some of these buyers. But, but you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people in, uh, in smaller cities um, had never experienced bidding wars, had never experienced quite the, the competition that we saw happening over the last year. Um, and so that, that really unfortunately, made affordability that much more difficult, um, especially for locals. Um, if you're moving from a high-priced market like Vancouver or Toronto and you're moving into a smaller city, it's, you, know, you, can get a lot, you can get a lot of house for your money at that point, but of course it does make it difficult on, uh, on people in those smaller communities. And do you think these secondary markets, these smaller communities, can sustain the growth, the influx of people moving there? Because, you know, do they have the amenities and the infrastructure to support the growth? Good question. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that's going to be something that we're going to see um, or get some conclusive answers to in the next uh, couple of years or next year at least. Um, I think for the, for the time being, there's been, there's been a ton of... Uh, a ton of growth, and I think people are, are are excited about the opportunities that come with living with some of these in these, some of these smaller communities. So whether that's access to um, access to nature, or you know, uh, you know, not necessarily needing to to think about the commute and things like that, but all of that is of course starting to change. So it is it is a really good question. 
Um, I I don't know. Um, I don't know if uh, if the small if some of these communities will be more heavily impacted by the market downturn as the like as the bigger more high priced markets like Toronto and Vancouver. Um, but for now, I think what we're seeing is sort of a decline across the board, just as uh, real estate. Um, sorry, as the cost of borrowing increases and people are starting to second guess purchasing a home right now, we're seeing declines across the board. And I don't know if uh, necessarily some of these smaller markets are going to be more heavily impacted by that, but it is something something to watch for, for sure. Jesse, you know, one of the other findings was that all of the top 10 markets were in New Brunswick and Ontario. Does that surprise you that Alberta, Saskatchewan didn't make uh, you know any of the top ten rankings? Yeah, you know that's a very good, very good point. Um, it is a bit surprising. I, I think the other thing to consider here is that uh, a lot of this, uh, the, the data that we collected with Sukasa was, we did it sort of uh, at the end of March, but a lot of it is looking at benchmark prices as of December, and so uh, things are starting to shift significantly. And if you hear of um, real estate markets in in Alberta, for example. They seem to be a little bit more resistant to the recent downturn in the market. I think some of those places, some of those cities in Alberta are going to probably rank more highly next year. When we do this study again, I think you're going to see a significant shift there. Um, I think long-term, though, when looking at the, the markets in Toronto and New Brunswick, they are just, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're strong. They're there. Um, they've been, they've been, ranking highly for the last couple of years, at least according to the Money Sense um, real estate guide. So it's something that we're going to continue seeing, I think, for the next couple of years. And for our listeners that may not have read your study, where can they find it or get more information about it? Yeah, so you can find it uh, by going to our website at moneysense.ca. It's called called the Where to Buy Real Estate uh, in Canada 2022 report. Um, You'll find the overall national ranking as well as 13... Uh, neighborhood rankings um, that look at specific regions across Canada. Um, and so, you can, yeah, you can find that by going to moneysense.ca. Kesson, thanks for joining us for On the Market, and we look forward to the next report. Thank you so much for having me. When we come back, your real estate questions and the hot listing, brought to you by Souk, simplifying the home ownership experience. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. And our first stop is Richmond Hill. Linda is asking, what is the first step now that we have decided to downsize? Do we look for a condo or a bungalow? Should we try to keep our family home and invest in a smaller space instead? Asif, we need your advice. All right, Asif, lots of questions in there. Lots of great questions in there, and it really depends, Linda, on the type of lifestyle that you want for your next step. And if you're ready for that move to a condo from a larger home, because a lot of times people are not ready to make that jump directly from a large home to a condo. So the bungalow may be an intermediate step, but it could be that you want 
the condo lifestyle. You don't want to cut grass anymore. You don't want to shovel snow anymore. Uh, there's a lot less maintenance in terms of what you need to do, but then you do have a maintenance fee. And, and then it depends on the size of condo that you're looking at. Because some of the newer condos are 700, 800 square feet, which may be a culture shock. Uh, but, you know, you've also got older condos that have more space, but then your maintenance fees are higher too. So lots of great questions in there. Would love to drill down and see what you're ready for and where you want to be in terms of a bungalow or a condo. And then the decision to keep the family home is always a good decision if you don't need the money to move to your next step, because uh, you know, it, it's always good to invest in real estate. The prices are always going to continue to go up uh, in the long term. And what you could have is you could leverage your existing property to purchase another one and either rent it out or, you know, keep it for the kids for, for their future. Uh, there's so many different options that you have with your current space, but we'd have to get into, you know, financial planning and and see where you want to go with that. So uh, again, great questions. We can certainly drill down and uh, and figure out what your next move could be. Uh, so there's not one specific answer to that because it really depends on what Linda and her family want to do and, and where they want to be in the future. Our next question comes from John in Unionville. He asks, where do I start my search for a commercial real estate space for rent or sale in York Region? Uh, another great question. And, and John, here's what's surprising. With the COVID pandemic, I thought the hardest hit segment would be commercial real estate. And there would be a lot available for rent uh, in terms of spaces in York Region commercial real estate. However, we haven't seen that. It is very far and few between, and everything is getting scooped up as it comes on the market. Uh, the best thing we can do is find out uh, what the use is, because there are certain areas that you can't put certain uses. So mm-hmm. we need to know what use uh, you require this spot for, and, and then we can start drilling down into what's available. And with commercial, a lot of times it's, it's who you know. We have to put the word out to our contacts in commercial real estate, and quite often we will find spaces before they come up for lease and line up clients for that. Uh, it's just the way that commercial real estate works. They don't really want to have vacancy, but when they know someone is being kicked out or someone is leaving, they will start advertising it through the internal channels before they actually have to hit the open market. And you're surprised then by the demand in the commercial real estate space? Yeah, I'm I'm completely surprised mm-hmm. because uh, with people downsizing, with people sending their employees home to, to work from home, I thought there would be a, a lot more available in terms of commercial rentals. And that hasn't happened. And it's it's really hard to get a commercial rental right now. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can always reach me by myself, 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Just before we go, the On the Market hot listing brought to you by Souk. That's S-O-U-Q-H, simplifying the home ownership experience. Asif, over to you. You know, let's go into Boxgrove. It's the pocket at 14th Avenue, Donald Cousins Parkway, 9th Line, uh, up to Highway 7. So we have uh, an incredible four-bedroom townhome with an attached garage 
huge backyard, which features a three-level deck. And it's going to be offered for $1.2 million. And this is stunning. Everything has been upgraded. Everything has been redone. Just a gorgeous kitchen, great size living space, and four bedrooms. And that seems quite unusual, doesn't it, for a townhome? It really is, especially in that pocket. A lot of the townhomes are three bedrooms, but to make this one even sweeter, there is a separate entrance to a finished basement, and it's rented out for about $1,600 a month, and that really does help with affordability if someone's a first-time buyer or uh, you know, someone's downsizing and, and needs that extra income to support the mortgage payments. You've already got a finished suite that is rented out. The tenant is willing to stay or they could leave, but great potential for uh, a rental property as well. One more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. This property is going to be offered at $1.2 million. It's going to hit the market in a few days. It is a four-bedroom townhome. It's a corner townhome, so it's just like a semi huge backyard, which is what you don't get with some of these subdivisions in Markham. But this one has a very deep backyard, great for entertaining, all redone, gorgeous kitchen, attached garage. So it's not a detached garage, it's actually an attached garage. So again, rare in this community of Box Grove. And it's uh, just a fabulous home. It's a must-see. This one's going to sell quick. And, you know, it, uh, this is a home that will defy any downturns in any market because it's all done. It's move-in ready, and it has income potential with the basement. And for more information, Tina, they can reach out to me at 905-554-5522, and we'll book an appointment to get you through. Terrific. Thanks, Asif. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.